Awesome. I love it. They put a lot of work into that. And uh, we appreciate them for um, the job that they do for Minister Brittany, what she does here, and those that help her. Come on, let's just stand our feet and give them a standing ovation. Come on. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Minister Brittany, and those that helped, and all the baby angels, and the parents. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we're not going to be before you long, but like I said before, what we want to do is we want to sing happy birthday to Jesus. Today is his birthday, or this is the day that has been given to us to celebrate December 25th. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to stand up because this is our king we're talking to. Amen. Come on, stand on your feet. You're going home. Don't, I promise you that. We're going to get out of here. But it's just been so awesome. It's been so awesome. All right. Let us sing happy birthday to our Savior. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Savior. Happy birthday to you throughout eternity. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Praise the Lord. The first thing I want to do is I want to clear up a myth, one that's been going on for years and years and years and years. Because there are those who study the scripture and they say that we should not have the lights or the star or the colors or the joy or the tree. But all is a part of Christmas. All of it is a part of Christmas. Let me just say this. The first Christmas was held 2,000 years ago in a little town of Bethlehem. So that means Christmas is 2,000 years old. So it's been around a long, long time. And just like there were Herods in that day, there are Herods in this day. But I'm not going to let the spirit of Herod or the Grinch steal my Christmas joy. Those were the elements that were a part of Christmas. And so I want to read you something because long time ago, I was driving down the street and I heard someone preaching on the radio and they said, Christmas trees are bad. It's a sin to have a Christmas tree. 
And before I go any further, let me say good morning to all of our covenant partners that are here this morning. I want to say good morning to the SoundCloud listeners. Yes, we are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today is December 25th, and we hope you have listening ears and an open heart this morning. So I was driving down the street, and I heard that message, and I was like, Lord, can that be true? Because when you love Jesus, you want to do sincerely everything you can to please Jesus. So I was driving down the street, and I said, Lord, can that be true? Is that true? Are Christmas trees a sin? So I went home, and I looked at our tree, and I simply said, well, if it's a sin, you have to go. <laughs> if it's a sin. But later on in life, the Lord allowed me to find the scriptures where they were ministering from. And if you don't mind, I just want to share something with you. Is that okay? Amen. I want to set straight an old rumor that Christmas trees are a sin. Go to Isaiah, the 40th chapter. And by the way, we're talking about the first Christmas. If we're going to label SoundCloud, it is the first Christmas. Amen? Isaiah, the 40th chapter, and we're going to read verses 18. Yes, it's in the Bible. 18 and 20. And it says, To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness will you compare unto him? The workman melted a graven image, and the goldsmith spread it over with gold and cast his silver chains. He that is so improvised that he hath no oblation chooseth a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Is that on your iPad? Is that on your phone with the Bible? So basically, they're cutting these trees, bringing them in to set up a graven image that shall not be moved. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Have it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? Mm, it is he. It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof or as grasshoppers that stretch it out the heavens as a curtain and spread it them out as a tent to dwell in. Would you please go with me to Jeremiah chapter 10? Because these are the two scriptures that they use. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1. Listen very carefully. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel, O house of KSL. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them, for the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. They must needs be carried 
because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither also is it in them to do good. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Who would not fear thee, O king of nations? For to thee doth it obtain, for as much as among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee. But they are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock, it, it is a doctrine of vanities. But they are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanities. Silver spread into plates is brought from Tarshish, and gold from up has the work of the workman and the hands of the founder. Blue and purple is their clothing. They are all the work of cunning men. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth shall tremble and the nation shall not be able to abide his indignation. Thus shall you say unto them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He had made the earth by his power. He had established the world by his wisdom and had stretched out the heavens by his discretion. When he uttered his voice, there's a multitude of waters in the heavens and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He make it lightnings with rain and bring it forth the wind out of his treasures. Every man is brutish in his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image for his molten image is falsehood and there is no breath in them. They are vanity and the work of errors in the time of their visitation, they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like them for he is the former of all things and Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name, that is his name. So you see, it is not the Christmas tree is not a sin in these two scriptures, what they were doing, they were cutting down trees and making them into graven images. And what you have to understand is once they brought that tree in the house, they never took it down. I say they never took it down. Here's the other key. Not only did they never take that Christmas tree down or that tree down decked in silver and gold, but they would bow down to it on the floor and worship it and pray to it and ask it to bless them. So the tree is not, it's not the Christmas tree. It's what they were doing. We don't make idols out of our trees. Yes, we deck it with gold and silver and pretty colors and put a star up on it. But if you remember, the star is very much a part of Jesus' birth. Amen. Okay? The colors, red, green, bright blue, those are awesome colors. The praise, the songs. When the angels filled the heavens, they were singing. They were giving glory to God. They were praising. And, of course, there were gifts. There were gifts that was bought to Jesus. Amen? So please do not throw away your Christmas tree because I am not going to throw away mine, but neither will my tree be up from this December to next December. Because as soon as Christmas is over, they have lots for you to take them to, 
Amen? Amen. To recycle them. Or they have boxes and crates for you to put them in so you can put them up again the next year. Amen? Amen. So it's not, the tree is not a sin. God is not sending us to hell for a Christmas tree. The scriptures, they're taking them out of order. These people making idols. Do you get on your knees and worship your tree? Do you ask your tree to heal you? Did you ask your tree to provide the food that's on your table this morning or the gifts under your tree this morning? Thank you. Basically, it's for pretty only. It's for beauty only. And that is it, for we worship the creator. Nazareth, where Joseph and Mary lived, was almost 100 miles from Bethlehem. Bethlehem was where Jesus Christ was born. It was where the first Christmas was 2,000 years ago. Families were coming to Bethlehem to pay taxes to the emperor. That's in Luke chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. Bethlehem was so crowded with travelers and every inn was full. The Roman soldiers were taking names for the tax rolls. This is why the tiny town was full and there were no rooms for Joseph and Mary, not because they were poor. I know they painted us a picture for years that Mary and Joseph were so poor they couldn't even afford an inn. And so those of us who basically seemingly want to come out of poverty, we look at Mary and Joseph and we say, well, they were poor. Jesus' parents was poor, so it's all right for me to stay in this condition. But they were not. Joseph was of the lineage and house of David. Mary was of the house and lineage, the scriptures tells us, of David. No one in the lineage of David was poor. They had substances. Amen? Can we go on? Yeah. Not going not to hold you. Not going not to bore you. Going to let you get on back to the tree. Amen? And the lights and the beauty. The first Christmas was 2,000 years ago. Christmas means Emmanuel has come, that God is with us. That's Isaiah 7, 14. Emmanuel means God is with us. So on that Christmas, that first Christmas morning when Christ was born, it was God in flesh. It was God come down from the heavenlies, wrapped himself in flesh to come and be amongst mankind and to offer that body as a living sacrifice for our sins. Amen. Christmas means, you take the word Christ, the word Christ means anointed, service, okay? The word Christmas, Christ means anointed, mass means a service. Listen at this. The first Christmas worship service was not held in a temple or in a cathedral or in a synagogue, but in the outdoors on the hills outside of the small village of Bethlehem with the shepherds and their sheep, Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. The shepherds who were in the field. Now, this will help us because those were not ordinary shepherds in the field that night. The angels prophesied to them how they would find the baby, where they would find the baby, but it was prophetic. And they went to these shepherds because they would understand. Hear this. 
The shepherds who were in the field were not ordinary shepherds. They were called Levitical shepherds. They kept the temple lambs used as sacrificial lambs for the temple. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how the Bible goes right in line and connects? The Lord knew who they were. So he told the angels, because there were many shepherds that night in the field. But the Lord said, no, I don't want you to go to any other shepherds. I want you to go to these shepherds because they will understand my son coming the way he's coming and where they're going to find him. Well. Woo! 2,000 year old Christmas. What are you waiting for? Christ has been born 2,000 years, but yet there are people who still have not given their lives to him. 2,000 years? How much longer must Jesus wait? How much longer? So these shepherds were called Levitical shepherds. They kept the temple lambs. These lambs were not just any sheep lambs. They were temple lambs used as sacrificial lambs in the temple. This is why the Lord had the angels to speak to them first. It was prophetic to the birth of Jesus Christ. You remember? I'm just going to turn there. I know, I know, I know what today is. I got you. I got you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You remember what they told them? Luke chapter 2, verse 9, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not! For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Verse 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. Have you ever noticed that word is in there? He told them. He said, this is going to be your sign. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Okay? Only the Levitical shepherds would have known what they were talking about. Amen? All right. We'll get to that in just a minute. The first Christmas had songs and angels and praises. Luke chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, verse 13 through 15. It is the birth of God's son. This is the only time in the book of Jeremiah where the Lord says that a woman would compass a man. This, this is the only time that you see this in scripture. If you don't mind, I just want to, is that okay? Jeremiah 31, Jeremiah 31. You might want to jot it down. It's, this is the only time, women, young ladies, this is the only time where God says that a woman would compass a man. And so, you know, long time ago, I looked up the word compass. You know what it means? To go around. Uh, it means to go around. It means not to have a need for. Amen? Jeremiah 31, 22. And it reads, How long would thou go about, O thy backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. You see that? He says a new thing is coming in the earth. What is it, Lord? A woman shall compass a man. A woman is going to be able to go around a man. She will not need a man for this. And this is why throughout the scriptures in the Bible, it says that Mary was a virgin. Amen. 
It says that when her and Joseph came together, she was found a child by who? The Holy Ghost. And no, the Holy Ghost did not have sex with Mary. Ooh. No, God is holy. The Bible says he overshadowed Mary. Look at Luke chapter 2. We going. Just want to give you some information this morning. You can take it home. Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 2, verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. You see, Mary and Joseph was living in Nazareth. But when the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary and planted the seed of a child in her womb, his son, that's how it happened, the Holy Ghost overshadowed her. The Holy Ghost overshadowed her. And the seed was planted in her belly by the Holy Ghost through the overshadowing. Just like when the Holy Ghost was overshadowing us this morning and stirring us. Come on, he was stirring up some things. Yes. He shot ba 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 ha. So he overshadowed Mary and he stirred up her womb. He stirred up her womb and prepared it for the seed of his son. But Joseph had not touched her. And the Lord said, A woman shall compass a man. Joseph was of the house and lineage of David. Mary was of the house and lineage of David. And this is why so many times you hear it said that he shall sit on the throne of his father, David. I know what you're saying, but no, Joseph was not his father. So how in the world could he be of the lineage of David? Because his mother was also of the lineage of King David. So when she brought forth her seed, they were what? Family. They were family. So Jesus Christ is the seed also of Abraham and David. That's why the Lord told uh, King David and told Solomon, I will never. This is what the Lord said. He said, I will never want me a man to sit on the throne. Because he knew what he was going to do years later in bringing Christ on the scene. He knew Christ was going to stand up and be that seed of King David and sit on the throne in the stead of those that were not able to be there forever. Just a little something. Just a little something. Just a little, go to Isaiah 7. Oh yeah, just a little something. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin. Is that in your Bible? <clears throat> he says, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. All throughout the scriptures, Matthew 1, 18 through 20, verse 22 through 23, Luke 1, 26 through 30, 35, it says she was a virgin. The first Christmas had a manger. That manger was used as a feeder to hold food for animals. Amen? Amen. 
That's, 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 that's what it was for. That's, that's what it was for. They always say they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Guess what those swaddling clothes are? I used to always think when they said, oh, Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. And I thought of a big, fluffy, warm blanket. Swaddling clothes are like bandages. They are strips of material. And the Levitical shepherds would take those strips, and when the newborn lambs would come, they would wrap them in those strips to keep them from moving around so much because remember, all sacrificial lambs had to be without a blemish or a spot. What did the Bible say? And Jesus was without blemish or spot. But, but I hope I can get this over to you. I know we read it. I know you're ready to go home and get the feast going, you know, as the Grinch said, and the who pudding and the who gifts. And I understand it. I got you. And the who horns and the blowers and beepers and whoo. But if I could just get it over to you, everything in that Bible is prophetic. And when Jesus came on the scene, he fulfilled it. Who would have known that these shepherds were not just ordinary shepherds? Who would have known that the word that the Lord sent to them through the angels, they understood what he was saying? Oh, we are Levitical shepherds, and we take care of the temple lambs that are used in the sacrifice. And this baby is going to be wrapped up like a little lamb, newborn lamb. They, they wrapped them in the strips to keep them from moving around so they wouldn't break anything and they wouldn't have any scars and they would be ready as they grew up to be that sacrificial lamb in the temple. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, they always portray to us, thank you, Holy Spirit, I'm going to preach now and then we're going. I feel my help. You know, they always portray to us and it's okay. I'm not giving you this information. We just want to be, the Bible says knowledge is powerful. They always portray to us the manger, Mary, Joseph, the baby, Jesus, the shepherds, the wise men. Mm -mm. In-depth study says when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, when they left Nazareth to go to Bethlehem because the, the uh, king, the emperor, had ordered everybody to go back to their hometown so they could sign up to pay taxes, the wise men were nowhere there. The wise men did not show up until two years later. Hmm. Two years later. And the reason why Herod lost his mind, I said, Lord, you awesome. You know, Herod got so mad about the birth of Jesus, but it wasn't only the birth of Jesus that he was mad about. You see, way before the coming of Jesus, the wise men had came and visited Herod and bought him gold. Okay? And not only that, but the wise men were very influential people. They were very wealthy, very knowledgeable they had their hands in politics. They had their hands in uh, uh, stargazing. Let me see. Can I just read it to you? I'm trying to get it to you so, we can, so I can let you go. I said, Lord, help me here. I need your help. 
See, we need to know this. See, the wise men, and, and, and see, really, when you remove the word wise men, what they really were were magi. They were magi. And they were very powerful, very wealthy, high-ranking priests who studied the stars. The, the magi held political sway to, to dispose or install kings. Ah, with a single word. They were kingmakers. This group held the reins of financial, religious, and scientific and political power. So when Herod found out the Magi were coming to Jerusalem, he was very afraid. The reason why he was very afraid, because he didn't know, it wasn't so much about the baby Jesus taking his kingdom, he didn't know if they were coming to speak one word and say, you out of office. I say, what? That's how powerful they were. And nobody, not even the emperor, could tell them what to do. How do you know? Because the in-depth study says that they even visited Nero. You remember Nero who started killing all the Christians because he thought he, he was God and he told everybody, you're going to either worship me, a man who is God, or you die. They visited him. And they said when Nero heard that the Magi were coming, they said he trembled in his shoes. But can you see it? God, you sent powerful men to confirm the birth of your son. Jesus. So they go to Herod and they say, where's the star? We, we've, we've seen his star. The one that's born king. That's what they told him. He was born king. Because they knew. But guess how they knew? And I'm going. I know I got to go. I get, I get so excited. But don't come. Come back first Sunday. Because ain't going to be no tree. And if you got a hangover from New Year's night, just get ready to be sobered up. They were wealthy, wealthy. So when they came, Herod thought, why are they back? Why, what are they doing here? They're here to take away my kingdom, for sure. It wasn't so much baby Jesus. No. So they asked Herod. They said, Herod, where is he born king? Herod said, huh? He says, tell me what you know. And they said, well, we followed this star. And that, isn't that amazing? The star was around after two years. Not the night he was born. See, it was the angels that came the night he was born and cracked the sky and sung the songs, not the star. The star appeared two years later to guide the wise men. Because oh, wow. Herod was a murderer. Herod was afraid of anybody taking his throne. He murdered his wife. He murdered his two sons. He murdered people. That's what he was all about. Because if he thought you was going to take something from him, he just killed you. But, you know, he died a horrible death. Somebody say, whatsoever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Because God doesn't forget. So they inquired. They said, where is he born king? For we have seen his star. Guess how the wise men knew 
to look for the star. There was another magi, or there was another person that had been elevated to being a magi in the Bible. Wow, look how history keeps rolling down. Daniel. Under all the kings that he served, Daniel was elevated at the end to a magi. And he kept records of all the dreams and visions that God gave him. Because, you know, he prophesied of the coming kingdom of Jesus Christ. So what they did, they kept all the scrolls from the time of Daniel, and they were passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down until they got to the New Testament Magi. And they had been studying them all that time. So when it came time for the star to appear, they knew because they had remembered the prophecies. Most church people don't even remember. I'm trying to get some up. 2,000 years have gone by. What's your, what's the problem? Why aren't you serving Jesus? Why aren't you saved? Because it's all real. I almost fainted. I said, Lord, the Bible does not contradict itself. There's so much history in here. So Daniel was a magi. He was very wealthy. See, a lot of these people in the Bible that they portrayed us as being poor, and no, they were not. They just bought what they could buy in their time. I'm going to say it again, because they had everything they needed. But wait, let me finish. I got to finish. Wait a minute. I know the turkey in the oven. Let me, let me. Your turkey in the oven. I don't have a turkey in the oven. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Matthew 2 and 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had probably called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. But can I tell you something? Mary and Joseph, after the baby was born, remember, they left. You go back to uh, Luke chapter 2. After she had him circumcised, the Bible says they went back to Nazareth. Herod didn't know. So he sent them to Bethlehem. He, he sent them to Bethlehem. But when they got ready to leave, the star appeared. This thing blessed my soul. I said, God, this better than the Grinch story. I had to turn turn Dr. Seuss off. I said, what? The star appeared and led them back to Nazareth, not to Bethlehem. And the Bible says when the star stopped, it was over. Watch this now. They might have had Jesus in a cave, but when they got to (laughs) Nazareth, 
They were living in a house. I'm finna finish up with this. That's amazing to me too. And the Bible says they came and the star stopped over the house where the young child was. Jesus was now about either one something or two years old. Something about the magi, they were so wealthy. Think about in our day now, wealthy people and, and political powers do not travel by themselves. They can only show us three wise men. That's all they can show us. But it was probably a caravan of 500 people. And they didn't just bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The Bible says, and the only thing I can go back to, have any of you ever seen Moses with, um, ooh, the man, the tall man, white gentleman, Charleston Heston. If you can remember, when he had conquered the countries, he brought them back to his king, and they brought in all that ivory, silk. That's what the wise men brought. They didn't just give Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave him ivory. They gave him silk. They, they gave, because read it, it's in the Bible. It says, out of their treasures. This thing blessed me. I say, what? What? That's all right, Jesus. So Herod thought they were still in Bethlehem. They were already back in Nazareth. But remember, when they fled, they had to go to Egypt. And I'm going to close it up. Imagine Egypt being New York. For them to leave their little town of Nazareth and go to Egypt, Egypt was like a busting city. They had to have money. They had money. They had a plenty of money. Because all they had to do was convert what the wise men had gave them, and it wasn't just gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That little container, uh-uh. They gave them treasures. Mary and Joseph had money. And then I sat up in the chair. I said, oh, God, you set Mary up. Well, you set that woman up. Well. That's why you don't hear her talking no more. Because you got to understand something. Joseph, wait a minute, let me finish. Joseph, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Joseph passed away before Jesus began his ministry. So how was Mary to afford everything? I got up in that chair. I said, oh, you are set up, God. I said, you've been setting up women for a long time. Not just in this year or that year. And then it hit me. I said, that's why Mary wasn't complaining and going around begging, where food, where clothing, where shelter. She had what she needed. The girl was set up. Now, she loved her husband because they say after Jesus was born, they had seven more children, four boys, and two girls. She loved Joseph, and he loved her. But for some reason, complications, I don't know what, he passed away. And then Mary was left with Jesus. But neither one of them were begging. So that let me know Mary wasn't poor. Jesus wasn't poor. Oh, God, I said, you blessed me with this. You blessed me. And see, they didn't just go to Egypt and settle down. 
The in-depth study says in Egypt, they had to go from place to place from place. Why? Because Herod had spies out looking for them. But see, they had the money. Somebody said they had the cash. Said God has set them up. Oh, 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 poor little Mary on the donkey. Oh, poor little Mary and Joseph didn't have a room for the head. Poor little Jesus was so poor. The reason why they couldn't find a room is because they had to travel 100 miles from Nazareth to get to Bethlehem. By the time they got there, all these other people had already been called to the city to pay their taxes. There was no room because the place was full, not because they couldn't afford it. Here of Ohasha. I said, God set women up. I said, he sets them up. He's been setting them up a long time. <laughs> oh! But you can't be no fearful woman. Uh, you can't be no, oh, I'm so afraid. What am I going to do? I need a man. I need a man. Now, don't get me wrong. I miss my man. I miss my man. But God sets women up. He set the girl up. That's shot. Elijah coming in. Sons and daughters going to come in. They coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west to be healed. Jesus was not poor. And what do you think his mama did when her boy got ready to go on the road with his ministry? Here, Jesus, don't you remember them some of them treasures that the wise men brought? That's why the, the soldiers were at the cross gambling for his robe. It had no seams. It was a very expensive robe. Where do you think he got them bad clothes from? His mama gave him his money. She said, my boy going on the road. He got to eat. He got to sleep. The Bible says Jesus had a treasury. Everything wasn't coming from a widow's might. It blessed me. It blessed me. Because we sitting there crying on the TV. Oh, Jesus, I'm so poor. Oh, Jesus, I feel sorry for you. I'm suffering too. <laughs> and Jesus said, you better watch the star and wait for the wise men. <laughs> Wise men were not poor. Jesus wasn't poor. Mary wasn't poor. Joseph wasn't poor. The donkey wasn't even poor. <laughs> no. Because God takes care of his own. They bought what they could buy then. Isn't that amazing? It's all prophetic. And it started all the way back from the book of Daniel. Isn't that amazing? And traveled all the way down to the New Testament. Jesus is real. The birth of Christ is real. And guess what? He's alive today. And he wants to know. Christmas is 2,000 years old. What's your excuse? Why are you not saved? Why are you not serving him? We have church every Sunday, and I tell people 10.30 to 1. Where are you? 
Where are you? Two, you're celebrating a 2,000-year-old tradition that is real. Give the Lord a hand.